0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. The Chinese stock market has plunged. I don't know if any of you are watching it. Uh, Due to those trade and tariff worries, and many of the Chinese stocks that trade on the U.S. exchanges have also weakened, So got me thinking, could this be a buying opportunity in Chinese stocks? Could they be values? It's been a long time since I took a look at the Chinese stocks because, to be frank, they haven't been values (laughs) for a long, long time. Uh, But with this recent bout of weakness, I thought, well, maybe a couple of them might – start to be getting interesting, and I haven't looked at them in a while, so why not take a chance and see what's going on there, because that's what us value investors do, right? When people are fleeing certain sectors, certain industries, or even certain countries, so to speak, then there could be opportunities there, so it's a good time to take a look. One thing to keep in mind, though, with the Chinese stocks, even the ones that are trading in the U.S., is that many of them are really... Um, participating in somewhat of a closed universe that their whole market is just China. There's a few that have tried to branch out of China, but most are in that closed universe. And many of them have been chosen as the winners, as I like to put it, by the government. And and so they have certain advantages along those lines, too, because they've been deemed you know, the winners. So those are some things to keep in mind, but doesn't mean we aren't interested still, right? And I know many of you are investing in them. And just for uh, full disclosure, I've never really liked the Chinese stocks, which is probably why I've never done a podcast on them either. But... I do think there could be opportunities there, and I only own one in my own personal portfolio. I own Tencent, and so I'm going to talk about them today, and we'll take a look at them to see if that has become um, a little more attractive here with this pullback. So it's very difficult to screen for actual Chinese stocks So um, that I wasn't really totally able to do and I did not look for the the rank with this podcast because I just want to know, have they weakened? Are they a value? Didn't look at the rank. So I went to a list of Chinese companies that are traded publicly in the US. I think there was over 100 of them now. So there's quite a a few to choose from. And I went for some of the big names in numerous industries, so that we weren't totally concentrated in the tech names. I know a lot of you are in the tech names. But there are a couple others that are outside of that that could be interesting here on any kind of pullback. But I have included several of the tech names too, because I know that those are the ones you're in. So I did focus on the bigger named companies here because uh, it's hard to get information on the smaller cap Chinese stocks, which is true of any smaller cap company in any country outside the U.S. that trades in the U.S., it's hard to get info, so it's a little bit easier on the bigger caps, and more analysts are covering them. So here's five names that I thought I'd take a look at to see, hey, could there be any kind of buying opportunity here, and let's take a look to see if we can get some uh, value in some of these Chinese names. So the first one is the one you you all have been tweeting at me, Tracy, should I buy Alibaba now? Ticker is B-A-B-A. And this uh, month, it's down about 6.5%. But when I'm recording this, they were down a little bit more. People are worried about the extra $200 billion in uh, further tariffs that could be coming on. So a lot of the Chinese stocks selling off a little bit again uh, on the day that we're recording this. So let's just call it pretty weak over the last month. Year to date, though, it's still up about 5%. So it's not It's not really plunging off a cliff here, even though it's weekend while all this trade tariff stuff has been going on this summer. Uh, I took a look at the P.E., still pretty high P.E., not not awful, not nosebleed level, but P.E. of 29. It does have a peg, though, of 0.9, and that is a value peg. That means their earnings are growing quite quickly, enough to offset that higher P.E., so I do like that. I do like getting the big earnings growth And seeing that peg of 0.9, but uh, fiscal, I think it's fiscal 2019, earnings growth of 25%. And then after that, another 30%. So we know Alibaba has been doing the double digits, continues to do it. But the estimates have been cut in the last week. Three have been cut for both years estimates revised lower for both those years. Still, the over st- overall story looks pretty good. And while I didn't screen for the Zacks rank on this one, this is a Zacks number four right now. Obviously, we're going into earnings season. A lot will change with these estimates as well. But a little bit um, in the short term, interesting and not very attractive that those analysts are cutting here into the n- the number that's about to come out. So I don't really like that so much. Um, but Alibaba, you know, like I said, it's not nosebleed levels, but it's not really a value here. It just hasn't weakened enough to make it attractive to us value investors. Let's move on to online travel. This is a big area, especially as the middle class grows in China, ctrip.com. Some of you may know it because Priceline took a big position in them a couple of years ago, so they own a chunk of them. Ticker is C-T-R-P. Over the last month, shares are down almost 9% now. Year-to-date, though, down just about 2%. So it is underperforming compared to the S&P 500, but meh, would I consider that getting a real deal? I don't know. It depends on what you what you view as a deal. But if you went to the store and someone had a shirt on sale and it was down 2%, you know, here, 2% off, would you be like, I can't wait to buy it? Not really. So that's not looking super attractive to me here. PE is still at 35. So again, it's on the high side. it's not it's not awful. It's not triple digits. But uh, not super cheap either. But you are paying for the growth with this one again, just like with Alibaba. 2018 earnings growth of just about 20%. 2019, you're looking at another 22%. So that that earnings growth is still still there, still strong, but this is still a growth stock even with the shares down here a bit. But if you're a growth investor and you're looking for some weakness and a chance to buy in, this is one you might want to keep on your list. People forget about Ctrip because it's not... The technology or online shopping game, but it's online travel. So, um, very popular area. Then let's switch over to after school tutoring services. Some of you may know this one. It's kind of the hidden one, it doesn't get as much publicity. TAL Education, T A L is the ticker. This has been real hot over the last year. So, shares are up 75% in just the last year. But over the last month, because of the weakness we're seeing now and people getting out of the Chinese shares, it's down about 18%. Still up 24% year to date, though. So, yes, the last month, it's looked like it's gone on sale here, but still up pretty dramatically for the year. P.E., though, 63 is P.E. It's pretty pricey here, but it's got tremendous earnings growth. Fiscal 2019, 41%. Fiscal 2020, 66%. That's why the shares are up big over the last year. People see that earnings growth, feel like this is a real opportunity. After school tutoring is huge in China. Everybody's trying to get into the right kind of colleges. You have to pass those tests over there. So parents are willing to spend and do whatever it takes to get their children prepared and Tal is taking advantage of that, obviously. So again, this is a growth stock, even with that pullback, not a value yet. But if you were already into this stock and you've seen it drop down, you know, 18% here, might want to take a look if you're into the growth area on that one. But for now, the trend is to go lower. And um, I haven't seen that trend break yet. Okay, moving on to our fourth stock is the one that I own in my Portfolio and that's ten cent T C E H Y. It's the stock with the five five letter ticker. I know it's strange, but it's easy to remember that way. And taking a look at this one, uh, year to date, it's down almost ten percent. So that sounds like it might be on sale, right? Most of that sell off has occurred in the last month on this Chinese weakness. So down eight point two percent in the last month. So that means it's basically been treading water for most of the year until the last month where it's you know weakened. But is it cheap? Well, P.E. is still at 36. So no, that's not really cheap. And um, it like the others has tremendous growth still earnings for 2018 31.4% and 2019 34.5%. This is the Facebook of China which is why I bought it cuz I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, well why does Tracy own it when it's not exp- or it's not cheap, it's still expensive and it doesn't sound like it's been a value anytime recently. And it hasn't, but I do occasionally like to buy the growth stocks and I like the Facebook model. And since Facebook can't get into China, I wanted to own the Facebook of China. And Tencent also has a lot of other businesses that are quite lucrative for it as well. So um, it's got great cash flow and the earnings growth is just phenomenal. So that's why I own it. But if it weakens some more here, I might have to think about adding some more to my position. I didn't buy that long ago. I think it was last year, actually, maybe early last year. I finally caved in to buy a Chinese stock. So if I could get it cheaper here, great, phenomenal. I would be into that. So that's kind of the key with a lot of these stocks is just... As a value investor, keeping an eye on them and seeing if there is a buying opportunity, which is what we're doing here today. So, switching on to our fifth stock, and this is one everybody also does know JD.com, tickers JD. And it differs from Alibaba in the way that JD.com is much more of a, a mom and pop kind of. At-home delivery service, online shopping experience, kind of like how we use Amazon is how JD.com is used. Alibaba is apparently, everyone has told me, is used in China at least a little more on the commercial side. Um, A lot of commercial items sold on there and businesses buying off of Alibaba but mom and pop you know regular joe schmoes on the street like myself would be using jd.com so taking a look at the, these shares year to date down 10.8% so there is some weakness there too the last month though only down 2.6 so it hasn't gotten hit as hard as some of these others that we've taken a look at today but overall year to date it is down P.E., though, 62, so no, not a real sale there, and a lot more expensive than Alibaba, which is P.E. of just 29. 2018 earnings growth, though, 23%. Look at 2019. We have here at Zacks 83% earnings growth coming, so a lot of growth investors can be like, well, it's justified paying the 62 times because I'm getting this super phenomenal growth here. But again, as value investors, it's not quite there yet. Even though the shares are weakened, it's not really a buying opportunity on the value side yet. Um, So let's recap here. While there is some weakening in many of these shares, nothing is really, out of these five at least, truly a value. I encourage you, if you're into trading some of the smaller Uh, Chinese stocks to go look at what they're doing and some of the ones, you know, maybe you've been tracking um, to see some of those may have sold off even bigger than some of these. And you might have more of an opportunity there. I just took a look at a lot of the big cap names. So these shares also have been bid up big over the last year or two because growth has been hot. Big cap growth has been hot worldwide, and everybody's been pouring into these bigger growth names. So a lot of people have big gains. They're now getting a little jittery over the trade wars. They're selling off some of that, taking their profit, and that's what you're seeing here. So I know a lot of you are seeing the headlines about the weak Chinese stocks, and you got excited because I did too, I kept getting these tweets from you all saying, you know, take a look at these, Um, something's going on, but it's just really letting a little bit of the air out of the balloon. So the balloon hasn't popped completely yet. It's not dirt cheap like we've seen with the drug stocks. It's not, um, you know, they're going under, they're going out of business like it was with the retailers. It's not the doom of the oil plunge like with energy, but it is definitely something to watch. And you know what I think about value investors, our number one criteria is to be patient. So keep taking a look at these if the weakness continues throughout the summer, which it very well may because uh, these trade tariff issues aren't going away anytime in the immediate future. So we might see some more weakness here. I'm keeping a lot of them on my watch list to see where they go they start selling off or if the sell-off accelerates a little bit more and just these Chinese growth names, I might definitely be interested. So the growth story is tremendous here. It's definitely worth watching. And if you can get some of these growth stocks, much cheaper valuations, all the better, even if you're a growth investor. So there's that. So it's a win-win for everybody um, who's waiting and who's wanted to buy some of these hot Chinese names over the last couple of years, but they've just been too hot to handle for value investors. So let's recap the stocks again. So we had Alibaba, B-A-B-A. That's among the cheapest, actually. I'm looking at the PEs right now. It is the cheapest. Who would have thought that? Alibaba, the cheapest out of these five names here. Um, So not too bad at 29 times. But if it goes, you know, sells off some more, could be even more attractive. Then we had CTRIP, C-T-R-P, TAL Education, T-A-L, Tencent, T-C-E-H-Y, and JD.com, which is JD. And as always, I'm always on the lookout for value stocks. Even though we didn't really find any today, it's always good to take a look at certain sectors just to see what's going on for our future reference, as I said. And I'll be bringing you value ideas and value stocks all earning season long and every week here on the Value Investor Podcast. So be sure to subscribe. I can be found on Spotify and also on um, Apple Podcasts. And you can also get us on SoundCloud, but you got to get us under Zach's Market Edge over there. So you'll get two shows for one if you subscribe over there. If not, you'll find us somewhere, I'm sure. And I'll be back next week with some more value stocks.